Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm with the musician Jenny Lewis in a green room at a hotel in Manhattan. She just walked in, and I need to test the microphone levels to make sure we're ready to roll. Great. So to do that, I ask her to talk into the mic. Just tell me what she had for breakfast. One weed gummy. <laughs> I had one weed gummy for breakfast and uh, a did, nice cup of coffee. How did it taste? Uh, sort of fruit punchy. Nice. <laughs> I just had it, so it hasn't, you know, it hasn't done its thing yet. Oh, great. Okay. Yes, we're pre. So we're going we're gonna to see what happens. Yes, it might get yeah, wild in about 32 minutes. <laughs> okay, great. I've been listening to Jenny Lewis for decades. I'd call her like a musical godmother or maybe a musical big sister to millennial women that are in their feelings. She was the lead singer in the early 2000s band Rilo Kylie, which was one of the only indie bands at that time to have a front woman. She was in Postal Service, a band with Ben Gibbard of Death Cab for Cutie. In 2006, she decided to try to go solo, and she's come out with five solo albums since. Now she's 47, and she's still doing it. She just came out with a new album, Joy All, and a single on it recently hit number one on the Billboard Alternative Music Charts. It's called Psychos. <laughs> Number one Number song? one. I know. What? This song? Does Are you surprised it was this song? Yeah. I don't pay attention to a lot of stats or any of that stuff because I think that gets in the way. Creatively? Yes, yeah. of the muse and just following the thing. So I think having the luxury of being a little bit under the radar mm-hmm. for so many years has allowed just for some experimentation. Yeah, yeah. Lyrically and otherwise. And I'm really grateful for that. Today, we sit down with Jenny Lewis. She's going to walk us through how she writes a song and tell us what it's been like to make music for her entire adult life. This is FT Weekend. I'm Lila Raptopoulos. Jenny Lewis, welcome to FD Weekend. It's such a pleasure to have you. Thank you for having me. Uh, I would love to just set the scene for our listeners before we start, or as we start. Um, We are in the Roxy Hotel in a green room. You're performing tomorrow night at Pier 17 in Manhattan. You just came from New Haven, uh, and you're in the middle of your kind of cross-country tour for this album, Joy All. That is correct. And and may I also say mm-hmm. that this green room is not green, but white marble. Yes. Um, but there's a, a cup full of green pencils that have yet to be sharpened. <laughs> and we've both 
taken one. We've taken one. For later. There is also a bowl full of green apples. And I might take one. I know. I think they're here for the taking. <laughs> they are. I hope they're not wax apples. Are they? They're good. No, okay. they're real. Jenny's sitting in front of me, and she looks as indie rock as I imagined. She's got tiny black hot pants on and a vintage Elvis t-shirt. She has white sneakers on with tube socks pulled really high with flames on them. She has these signature bangs or fringe that sort of curtain her face. And she's well known for those bangs. If you go to a hair salon in Williamsburg in Brooklyn, so many people show the hairdressers photos of Jenny Lewis that now they just call that look the Jenny. Anyway, Jenny's excited because the tour she put together is going great. So for every tour, I have to assemble a new band mm-hmm. and a new crew, mm-hmm. and we all live on a bus together, right. 12 of us. I think people know that, but they don't really think about what that is like. They shouldn't uh, <laughs> trouble themselves with the intricacies of, you know, trying to navigate around 12 people in yeah. the lounge to make it to the uh, restroom. Right, <laughs> You know, we're we're living, you know, men and women together, mm-hmm. and and uh, so over the years, having been in uh, the only woman among yeah. men on the road, for the most part, and that mm-hmm. was when I started. There were very few women out there. I have in my solo work included more and more women in my band and crew, and it has made a world of. It's just a better experience. Oh, it's just balance. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, when you're putting together a band, the best player may not be the best person for the gig because the hang isn't as good. Right. You can be a shredder. Right. But if you can't, you know, handle the trying aspects of touring, it doesn't really matter if you're like the best at your instrument. So yeah. this tour uh, is an incredible group of people who are loving and uh, great musicians. It sort of makes sense that Jenny's tour is mostly women now. Her work speaks to people that are worried about the day-to-day anxieties of love and life and disappointment and grief. She has this very clear voice that's right in your ear and these very clear lyrics. She sings about wanting love. She sings about decidedly not wanting love. They're sort of hopeful and melancholic in equal measure. I play her single Psychos for her off my phone. It has this iconic lyric, I'm not a psycho, I'm just trying to get laid. She's been trying to figure out why this song was such a hit. Artists don't know what's good about their own material. Yeah. We're weird, you know? Yeah. It's number one because of the drums yeah, and the bass. I bet that's like 120 BPM. That's like the... the Like scratches an itch. Yes. Yes. I've gotten a lot of people saying like, oh, it sounds like Lindsey Buckingham or mm. Fleetwood Mac. That's not at all what we were going for. Right. But I think it's in that it is. rhythm section. A little Fleetwood Mackey, yeah. I'm not a psycho. I'm just trying to get laid. 
Psychos actually started out as another song with a completely different melody and lyrics. Jenny didn't like it. She just liked one line. I'm a rock and roll disciple. So she took that and she started over. So Psychos, yeah, I had this thing. I stole it from this other song, which it's so sad. There's a graveyard Mm. of songs that the organs have been extracted from. Right. So I took the heart of that song. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, I I just started kind of chipping away at, you know, what would surround that Mm -hmm. idea and then kind of built it out from, from that lyric. Right. I actually did some of my vocals uh, on this record Mm -hmm. at my house in Nashville. I was demoing them to send to Dave Cobb, who produced the record, Mm -hmm. in the bathroom. Oh, wow. Yeah, like sitting on the bath mat because it's very (laughs) quiet in the bathroom. Yeah. With my dog outside the door just waiting for me. Right. Forgive my ignorance, but that was just for the demo, right? They didn't use that. No, we used it. Oh, really? Yeah, we used, cool. we imported the garage band recordings from my phone mm-hmm. and then recorded on top of them. Wow. And used some of the elements from that. Because you can't recreate that kind of vocal intimacy right. in a room with a bunch of people yeah. in like a fancy studio oh, on wow. Music Row. Jenny says that she wanted to be able to access a voice that only really comes out when no one's watching. So the final album includes that sound from her bathroom, as well as what she recorded in a studio. She walked me through it. So we used some of those elements from my home recordings Mm -hmm. on Giddy Up and Cherry Baby. And then we put a very hi-fi rhythm section and additional vocals. So it's the two worlds. You get the intimacy for a second, but then you get to go back to Nashville right. in Technicolor. Oh, that's so cool. Can we listen oh, to yes. a second of either of those just to hear? Yeah, pull yeah. up Giddy Up. Okay. Uh, and we'll go to the middle of the song. Okay. To the bridge. Oh, that's home recording vocal. iPhone. Bathroom. Hi-fi. Doubled vocal. Phone vocal with auto-tune on it. Huh. <laughs> High pitch thing. Okay, we're getting to the bridge, which okay. is the real uh, intimate home recording moment on the record. really think that all of these things are like in the most professional version of the, you know, they don't. So that is like, that's the pandemic right there. Right. 
that's just the isolation mm-hmm. in that moment. And I think that's why I love artists like Elliot Smith, those early records, because they were just that. He's just playing everything himself. He's doubling his own vocals. He's doing his own harmonies. Right. It's just like a true bedroom slice. Right, 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 right. One thing I love about Jenny's music is that it can sit with more than one feeling at once. That you can be happy and anxious. You can date a person who was kind of bad to you, and you were also kind of bad to them, but it wasn't bad that it happened. A song on Joy All called Puppy in a Truck famously tells you not to overthink it. Get the things that make you happy, and just stay present. It's kind of zen. She's been deep in the work lately of the spiritual guru, Ram Dass. I'm curious, Jenny, like, the album is in many ways joyful, but it also feels to me a little like an album that's about, like, you know, what can you do? (laughs) Uh, You know, my 40s are kicking my ass. I dated a psychopath. <laughs> if you feel like giving up, just shut up and get a puppy and a truck. It'll get better. <laughs> uh, in the song Essence, you sing like the essence of life is suffering, but you also sing the essence of life is ecstasy. How does it feel to you? Is I, I feel this tension between like hope, resigned hope, joy, a little like. <sighs> in this moment, I just realized I could have named the record Oi Y'all. <laughs> it's very Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, I think it's very <laughs> Ram Dass in a way, mm. where if you listen to any of his amazing lectures, there's this emphasis on being the witness to your own experience. Yeah. And really allowing yourself to see all the aspects of life, which it is suffering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it is joy as well. And right. it's falling in love and it's getting your heart broken. Right. And this is why weed gummies help. Yeah. How, are you feeling it? Uh, no, not yet. As you can hear, Jenny is pretty comfortable. She keeps jumping up and running around the green room to plug sounds that might bleed into our recording. At one point, a sink in the corner starts to gurgle. I'm investigating. Okay. See, I'm also your tech. Look at these fluffies. <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh, oh, we're good. Shut up, sink. Oh, what? It really is like a ghost. Okay, we've plugged the train. <laughs> Can you tell I record music at home? Yes. Not everyone is this comfortable with journalists, but Jenny's been in show business for a very long time. Her parents had a lounge act in Las Vegas, and they made her a child actress from when she was three. She's been in more than a dozen films, like Troop Beverly Hills and The Wizard. She says that some parts of child acting were good for her, but a lot was hard. She talks about it in her song Rabbit Fur Coat from her first solo album. I was of poor folk But my mother had a rabbit fur coat Then a girl of less character Pushed her down the LA River and over that rabbit fur coat. She put a knife to her throat. Did you feel a pressure as a kid? Like, I don't know. There's a lot of 
being a child ha- actor is hard on kids. Did you like it? How did you feel when you were a kid? Well, I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. If you're a parent, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's too much for a kid to have the financial responsibility, which in my family, that's what it became. Right. So there was this, I didn't really have a choice. Um, although I made my choices a little bit uh, creatively right. within like the structure of like, oh, you're you're the one that works in this family and I'm going to go with you to the set sometimes. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm not. Right. So I would just be among all of these creatives who were amazing mm. and they really became my family in a way right. on these in these little bursts so it was actually a very positive thing for me but it was there was a lot of responsibility and then it's hard to grow up on camera and go through all the awkwardness of your teen years yeah. and all the stuff and and sometimes it's not you know they don't want to hire you Right. You don't get the job. Right. So what are you going to do then right. if, like, you're who's going to pay the mortgage? And you're a kid. And you're like 8, right. 10, 12, 15. Right. Then when I was 17, I was like, this is bogus. Yeah. <laughs> this is cool, but it's also, no, I'm not going to do this. Mm-hmm. So Jenny switched to music, and a few years later, she formed the band Rilo Kylie. You might know them from their hits Portions for Foxes and With Arms Outstretched. Without the band, I don't know if I would have had the courage to go out and do music on my own Mm -hmm. as a solo performer, a woman, Mm -hmm. in 1999. Yeah. There's just no way. I mean, even dealing with, uh, you know, sound guys at clubs Mm -hmm. around the world, you know, who when you're a woman and you have a guitar, they don't assume you know what you're doing. Right. Although you got yourself there and booked the show. Right. Yeah. I've heard you described as like the den mother of millennial emo girls or kind of an older sister. Do you feel kind of like, ugh. Old? Yes. (laughs) Or do you like that interpretation? Oh, I'll take it. Yeah. But it's weird, yeah, when you're, at the age where you should mentor someone, mm. you're like, no, I'm the mentee. Right. Yeah. I'm not the mentor. Yeah. Because it just happens. So, you know, you're just doing your thing and then suddenly, you know, it's like. Right. You're deemed like a musical godmother. Does it, what is it, does it feel, you know, you're writing about being in your 40s. Does it feel like you're aging in public? Do you feel, how does it feel to, it's a weird question to ask, but I'm curious, like. Do, Who cares about aging? This is, I mean, yeah, I'm uh 47, I feel very young. Yeah. 40s are good because you're kind of in the middle of all of the things. Yeah. So you can look back, you can look forward. Yeah. And you still feel like, you know, when I look at pictures of Bob Dylan in mm-hmm. his 40s, you're like, oh, cool. And it's important to speak to your generation and right. not ignore. Right. And not try to cater to, you know, three generations later. Right. Uh, Jenny, it's so funny. Like your, your music has such, uh, your songs have such clarity to them and they're so personal. And so it makes me want to ask you personal questions, but also I know that I just met you and 
that's not my business. And I have this big recorder in front of your face. And I'm curious, like, I know you've been doing this for a long time, but how do you stay honest, like in your music, knowing that people like me <laughs> going to go and ask you like, like, how's your sex life? And what is it like, you know, like, I don't know, are your forties really kicking your ass or? Well, ask away. <laughs> And I can answer and, you know, <laughs> this is when creative answers come into play. Yes, yeah. Um, are my 40s kicking my ass? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think we've all gotten our asses kicked collectively over the last, like, three or four years. Mm-hmm. So if they weren't, that would be weird. Yeah. But I feel generally uh, optimistic. Um which is good. And I think naming my album Joy All is uh, bringing some of that. Right, right. So despite having my ass kicked, I still think there's like good stuff out there. Yeah. There's a question mark. Having your ass kicked is not all bad. (laughs) It's just part of the deal. Yeah. Everyone gets their ass kicked. Yeah, my 30s are... My My 30s also kicked my ass. (laughs) By this point, it's been an hour and a half. Jenny is taking her one night off in New York to go to her favorite restaurant in the East Village. The next day, I'll see her on stage performing to thousands of her fans. But before she goes, I want to know one more thing. Um, Jenny, my last question for you is, um, when do you feel the most creatively fulfilled? Uh, Finishing a song. Mm -hmm. That first day is the best. And then the moment when your record is completed Mm -hmm. and no one's heard it yet. Right. Oh, wow. And it's yours. Yeah. And before it goes out into the ether. Do you remember that day for this album? Yeah, and I posted a little bit uh, before it came out because I wanted to just get that feeling down. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's magic. And then you put stuff out and then there's critique. It's the nature of art. So remembering those pure moments where if you're happy with the work, then you're, you know, that's the goal. Right, right. Uh, Jenny, this was a real honor. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. What a uh, wonderful conversation. Thanks. So good. I wrote a profile based on this conversation for the FT Weekend magazine. The link is in the show notes. That's the show this week. Thank you for listening to FT Weekend, the life and arts podcast of the Financial Times. As you know, every link in the show notes will get you past the paywall on FT.com. But if you want to explore more on the site, we have really great trial and subscription offers for you at FT.com slash weekend podcast. Make sure to use that link. We're also getting ready for this fall's FT Weekend Festival, which is on Saturday, September 2nd in Kenwood House in London. I will be there alongside a bunch of great guests, a ton of colleagues you've heard on the show. We have links to a special discount for that for you too, 20 pounds off, also in the show notes. As you know, we love chatting with you. 
The show is on Twitter at FTWeekendPod, and I am on Instagram and Twitter, but mostly with you on Instagram, at Lila Rapp. I am Lila Raptopoulos, and here is my talented team. Katya Kamkova is our senior producer. Lulu Smith is our producer. Molly Nugent is our contributing producer. Our sound engineers are Breen Turner and Sam Javinko, with original music by Metaphor Music. Topher Forges is our executive producer. Monique Malima is our intern. And our global head of audio is Cheryl Brumley. Have the best weekend, and we'll find each other again next week.